0: Uh, hi, this is John Clark. I'm a comedian and ex-musician.
1: I'm Mike Trucker. I'm a comedian and I like video
2: games. <laughs> I'm Bill Monroe. I'm a businessman and owner of uh, Shatnerpalooza.com and webmasterinflakehole.com.
0: Now, we are watching uh, Clambake. We're doing the audio commentary to Clambake, which is considered one of the worst Elvis movies. Uh, this has no audio commentary. So we're providing the sole audio commentary We'll be commenting only, only on the movie itself Right Which I, which I find uh, will probably be a challenge
2: Why do you suppose they, they didn't just ask Elvis to do a commentary When they released this on DVD? Oh, uh, Because
0: Elvis died 20 years before the DVD medium was invented Makes it a little difficult It's the same reason Alec Guinness doesn't do a commentary on Star Wars
2: Well he hated Star Wars though
0: Well okay that would be reason number two
2: Um... Are you sure that it was number two and not number one? Pretty sure. At certain points,
1: uh, just for the reality, because we often do commentaries on comedy commentaries. Yes. Um, <laughs> we- I will play director Arthur N- Arthur H. Nadel.
0: Oh, can we interview you then? Yeah, oh, that's great.
1: So Arthur H. Nadel, N A D E L.
0: Well, you know, he became uh, legendary. This was one of his earliest films. Thank you. Went on to do something.
1: Um, I did a variety of commercials for. Um, remember, remember that. Um, no more Rice Krispies, no more Rice Krispies. It was very big. Yes. Yeah, I, that was a great. I, that one. was me.
0: Wow. Now, was that your concept, or did you inherit that from an agency? Um,
1: I don't want to say it was my concept because so many people worked on the film, from you know me to the actors, to you know the grips. Mm-hmm. But um, I will take credit for the general gist of
0: it.
2: Okay. Now, now you seem to have had a much more successful career after this film than than Joel Schumacher had after his last film. I agree, thank Batman you. Batman
0: and Robin. Or or
2: or uh, Bill Shatner had after the last film he directed. Yeah. How do you avoid the uh, the trap that they seem to have fallen into? I don't do commentary tracks. Until until
1: this point in time. Uh, that's I've sort of, of shot myself. I think, in think the that's what I think. <laughs> but I'm retired semi. <laughs> <laughs> so at least you will be. I will be. Mm. I've made a lot of money.
0: So now this this is considered to be a terrible Elvis film, but yeah. it's actually not the worst Elvis film. No, I think it's in the lower third. Okay. Um, I'd say there are probably about eight worse. Mm-hmm. Sure, like uh, Elvis and Robin. That's your wheel over there. Yeah, I'm talking about films that actually exist. I wasn't familiar with that one. No. Uh, there is a film. Well,
2: it was pretty bad. It went straight to DVD.
0: the Um, I, a couple I can name offhand. Okay. Because cool. i would seen most of them. Okay. Uh, there's one called Stay Away Joe, where Elvis plays a Native American, oh. and he rides a buffalo, uh, down, and there's no actual Native Americans in the movie, there's just a lot of brown paint.
2: Is that <laughs> the, the, is that the show that William Shatner played the Native American warrior?
0: No, that was, uh, White Comanche. White Comanche. Where he played Johnny Moon, and he played, uh, Identical Twins in that. Uh, uh, stunningly, uh, coincidentally, Elvis also did a movie where he played Identical Twins, that was called Kiss and Cousins one of the Elvises was blonde very very poor um work there the other one was very bad. Bad the other one screen. was black <laughs> yeah that was that was the Which big problem
1: i personally as as a um quatroon i found quite offensive
0: <laughs> now is this the director we're talking to or is this mike drucker
1: oh i'm 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 definitely Arthur H. Nadell.
0: Now, just for future reference for the audience, are you going to remain Arthur H. Nadell for the rest of the film, or are you going to jump back and forth in and out of character as it suits you?
1: Uh, I will be jumping back and forth <laughs> at, as suits both Arthur and myself.
0: All right. See that? Jump.
2: John Clark just left.
3: <laughs> so
2: now, it, it appears you've chosen to give Elvis the... the, the, the powder blue princess phone yeah
1: um the reason being that elvis was very popular with girls at this time and what i thought was that girls would see him on a powder blue phone and then want to buy one so this is kind of like a product placement right now wow so you were you were pretty ahead of the curve on product placement oh yeah oh yeah that jacket he's wearing is actually uh nike
0: it was
1: actually made out of baseballs, wasn't it? Made out
0: of baseballs. Well, what actually happened? the stitching.
1: This is funny. Um, Our prop guy, Jim <laughs> Trolley, he basically, we didn't have any coats left and we needed a really stylish coat for Elvis, but he had baseballs because he'd just had recently done a baseball film, uh, Balls Wild. And so what he did was actually took apart the leather from the baseballs and stitched it together to make this jacket. Now, Balls
0: of Wild, that's where he had his great hit, Round the Plate, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah,
1: Round the Plate, Round the Plate.
2: And, and uh, the B-side of that was Seventh Inning Stretch. That's Seven right.
0: And yeah, that uh, included Priscilla on bongos.
2: Okay. Funny thing about Seventh Inning Stretch is after we did
1: that film, after we did that film, we got complaints about Seventh, <laughs> seventh Inning Stretch because it has sort of a sexual undertone to it.
0: Well, the way you shot that scene definitely well, yeah. suggested well, yeah. it. So and you had Aunt Margaret stretching. Sexually. Well, well, it was Aunt Margaret. That goes, almost goes without saying.
1: I've known Aunt Margaret for... Lots of years. And one of the things that we've always joked about is the fact that when she stretches, she's sexy, which I don't find in many women. Mm-hmm. Like, most women, when they stretch, they look frumpy. Well,
0: there's an awkwardness to them. There's an awkwardness to the them. The muscles don't shift at there, all the same There's rate. an
1: awkwardness to, to women that you don't find in men.
0: Women that are not Anne margaret
1: Right. Well, yeah. <laughs> right here, we had Elvis sing because... Because
0: you know. it had been six minutes?
1: Right. <laughs> <laughs> One of the things we realized in the middle of shooting this film—this was actually towards the middle of our shoot—was that Elvis is a really good singer, so we decided to employ that in this film.
0: Apparently, he's, um, apparently he's also a really good rear projection motorcycle rider.
1: Oh yeah, oh yeah. Well, you know, again, every like, in Hollywood, stars have hobbies too.
0: Yeah, Elvis actually uh, built a rear projection room in Graceland. Mm-hmm. There was the jungle room. Mm-hmm. There was the three TV room. And there was the rear projection room. Elvis used to water ski there, and used to jump, used to hang glide. Uh, once he fought a grizzly bear.
2: I think I saw one of those at GameWorks.
0: Yes. Yeah. In fact, that's Elvis's original. Uh, that was going to go on. That went on eBay. GameWorks bought it, and uh, now it's one of the biggest George attractions. At GameWorks. Now,
2: I. I heard it it that was
0: actually Wal Drug was going to have it, but GameWorks uh, outbid them.
2: Now, and I heard the Golden Palace got in on that one too.
0: Mm, That's true Golden Palace actually made their own replica Ah. And there's a lot of controversy Which is the original Elvis rear projection It turns out uh, their rear projection Belonged to Danny Kay But nobody remembers who Danny Kay was So they just put Elvis I don't Danny Kay was a talented man who used his hands He had red hair and used his hands He was very famous Like George Clooney That sounds like my first wife Yes, and Margaret And margaret She She had had red red hair hair and used her hands. Used
1: her hands. And she was... When she stretched... Goodness.
0: Now, why is Anne margaret not in the show? Um,
1: well, she was stretched pretty thin by this point, as I recall. Back in the 60s, remember, this is before Roe vs. Wade. And recently, she had just had an abortion. And since it wasn't legalized yet, there was a high chance of infection. And unfortunately, she became infected. Mm, That's terrible. Elvis felt that he could not actively act with a woman who had an infected vagina so
0: well the we, vagina was very important to could, Elvis on could, the set
1: we couldn't get her into this film
0: so you chose uh, Shelly Fabre
1: yeah because her um, we did a we did a check we did a pap smear and she was good
0: and that led to uh, stardom on coach I believe
3: yeah
1: and Margaret did fine though she's fine now her clean as a whistle Although, she might be embarrassed. I've never told that story
3: before.
0: Well, no one will hear it. Thank God. So as we see now, Elvis has uh, switched places with a poor man. Right. And uh, he's the poor man now has Elvis's car and his baseball stitch coat. And he's going to live it up while uh, Elvis finds out what it's like to be poor, which, as we all know, is a hell of a lot of fun.
1: Well, I spent
2: a lot of time... He wants to live like common people. Yeah. Wants he to wants do. to do
0: whatever common
2: people do. In order
1: to prepare for this role.
0: I'm, I'm very surprised the guy didn't lose his hat in the sports car.
1: Glue. We kept losing hats, and that's actually our third that Bill Trolley had to make. Wow.
0: That's and made out of wood, isn't it?
1: Yeah. For the weight? It's actually made out of, uh, a ba- uh, basal wood? Mm-hmm. And we actually glued and stapled it to his scalp. Wow. This is the end of the shoot. This is the last day of shooting because we knew that afterwards he'd need some time for
0: recovery. Right. There'd be an operation. Right. Now, uh, why the rotary phones? What was the uh, conscious artistic choice on rotary phones in this film?
1: Well, um, we felt that because, you know, it's sort of a high society thing. Mm -hmm. You know, high society, people are sort of old-fashioned, you know... Uh, very old-fashioned, so rotary phones, you can only really, you know, old-fashioned stuff. Rotary phones, you can only have heterosexual sex. Wow. Very old-fashioned. It's a different world. All powder blue, though. We made that conscious decision.
0: It's a theme. Well, you can even see it in the extra back there. Thank you. We had the
1: greatest continuity girl. We had the greatest continuity girl on this.
0: Now, this is comedy at its finest.
2: So now, so now it seems like you decided to film in the Hilton instead of the Marriott mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah Welcome to the shores was there a question or was that just an observation that was just an observation <laughs> okay, okay. That was just here's observation. a question yeah.
0: why why the Hilton instead of the Marriott yes yes why the Hilton instead of the
3: Marriott
1: um, because the Hilton Hilton has more of a name you know it's sort of like would you film if you were filming in, in, in a motel would you film in like a Motel 6 or like a Holiday Inn Holiday Inn because it's a little more classy
0: Hmm. Now, I mean, it's, this is a classy
1: picture. You can see by the 8-track built into the wall there. Now, when we did Balls Wild and the team was doing terrible, we filmed inside a Marriott because it's like a good hotel. Marriott, we love you, but at the same time, it's just a little lower on the chain.
0: Uh, well, Balls Wild, Elvis was more of a, a blue-collar shortstop. mm mm-hmm. You know, here he's the son of a wealthy indul- industrialist. Oil. Played by uh, one of the uh, recurring characters on Barney Miller. Mm-hmm. And nothing says you know high class like Barney Miller did. No. I think we found the thing
3: for you, sir. Bell captain.
0: So really, then, what you're saying is Elvis
2: was responsible for the um, tremendous career that we've seen uh, from Abe Vigoda. In a way, yeah. Kind of, kind of, indirectly.
1: Though Elvis and Abe Vigoda never met.
0: Astonishingly, a lot of people don't know that.
1: It was, that all, even- it was all blue screen work. Wow.
0: That two-parter, of Barney Miller, that Elvis did. Two-parter. When uh, Jehovah's brought him in, brought him in as an Elvis impersonator, it was a brilliant episode. It was... I believe that was written by Gary Shandling. Mm-hmm.
1: Oh yeah, before uh, he had his own show.
0: Yeah, and James Comack. Mm-hmm. And now we see Shelley Fabray, and Bill Bixby, who was uh, was of course at the time the most evil man in in Hollywood. So he, what a perfect foil for Elvis. He actually but, once killed a kitty.
2: But On the set? Yeah. But have you noticed, as he's flicking those olives, he sounds an awful lot
0: like uh, William Shatner. Well, you know, this is 1967. Shatner and Adam West were really setting the tone for acting.
2: That's true. Oh. They, there, was that, there was the, um, as I recall, there was the big launch of the uh, Shatner West Academy
3: mm-hmm. uh, oh, yeah, well,
2: of acting. They, they started their own, had a popular theater in uh, San Francisco, wasn't it? Improvisational. Well, they had studied
1: under Stella Adler, and what they realized was that they they needed more enunciation,
0: so they broke off. You know, I don't think Hollywood's ever really recovered from the loss of Bill Bixby. Never will. Mm. It's a different world. It was pre 11 when Bill Bixby lived.
1: Nine eleven changed a lot. Like I could not make clam bake today.
0: Well, you don't have Bill Bixby.
1: Well, or else. I mean. There's there's plenty of actors today that could play the Bill Bixby role.
0: Oh, don't say
1: that. But, um, no. You know, I'm gonna be honest with this.
0: I mean, I could see somebody playing the Elvis role, but, but after- who I- can replace Bill Bixby?
2: Good point. Now, to- as, as so- I recall, though, Bill Bixby had some experience in that, because there was an episode later on of The Incredible Hulk, in which case Bill Bixby was dating a woman who turned out to be her own, actually, her twin sister- who had killed the woman or locked her away in the bottom of a water mill.
0: Okay. And ironically, it was Shelley Fabre in that role. Now, here's the ironic thing. No one could replace Bill Bixby. Except on The Incredible Hulk, Lou Ferrigno could.
2: Lou Ferrigno. But I think it
0: was just the role. Well,
2: I think they just used Lou Ferrigno for the stunt work.
0: Yeah, but, you know, you couldn't tell.
2: Uh, I guess no.
0: I always thought it was Bill Bixby in both roles. And it wasn't until I beat him. him yep. that I found out it was two men playing that role. Because, you know, Bixby was so good, but he had time constraints. You know, they, you know he couldn't yeah. do an hour show every week. They had to let him go and do and so, more Elvis
1: movies. He got so tired, too. He yeah. got so tired on set sometimes that we actually needed a sleeping bag mm. near him. And now, now, seeing, now
0: we see some uh, rear projection water skiing.
2: Done in Graceland. Now, was there any truth to the rumor that Bill Bixby suffered from Epstein Barr? Yes. I was wondering about that. But I won't speak further on it. That's
1: uh,
0: quite the uh, helmet on Dixby. Somebody you know. Do you mean his condom? Not yet. Was that his, was that what he called it? The head condom?
1: Oh, his, his helmet. Oh. Oh oh, oh,
0: like, oh, oh,
1: oh. Uh, he, he was required in his insurance contract to actually wear a condom.
0: Well, we can't even see that on screen. I'm surprised uh, oh, you picked that up, well, because he's the director.
1: An, this isn't anamorphic.
0: Ah. So
2: you, you actually still get some things cut off. And now she was skiing backwards.
0: She's good. She's Shelly Fabre. Yeah, she's going to flip it around like that.
2: See, with Anne...
1: With Ann, uh, I mean, she held
0: her own against Craig T. Nelson.
1: With Anne Margaret's diseased cooch, she could not really ski backwards for a long time, if you know what I mean.
0: So this is the scene that uh, knocked Anne Margaret out of the role.
1: She actually filmed three days in the movie, and just when she couldn't do it, we are kind of like, we need to replace you.
0: That's shame. Shelly Fabre, I mean, if you can't go Anne Margaret, um, you got to go Shelly Fabre.
1: Well, yeah, if you can't go Anne Margaret... But on the plus side, the um, Ben Fold song "Brick" is actually about Anne Margaret.
0: Really? Yeah. yeah. Now, now is that Shelley Fabre doing her own stunts and the rear projection? Because that seems to be a lot of work. Yes. Wow. What about Elvis? No. So it's it's Elvis just doing the stunts and not doing the rear projection. Right. right? So that's right?
1: that's not Elvis.
0: No, that is Elvis, isn't it? No,
1: Elvis is doing rear projection, not his own stunts.
0: I thought it was the other way around. No, absolutely not. Uh, uh, Wow, I thought thought the rear projection was too dangerous for Elvis, so he would only do the stunts.
1: Here's the thing. You were fooled. I was. And that's Hollywood. Wow. I've been working in this business for 57 years.
0: Now, here you gave it... Here, Elvis has a guitar.
1: Yeah, well, like I said, this is again... we, We added a couple... We did a couple reshoots after we wrapped initially. And we were like, Elvis, can you sing something or other? And he was like... I can't do an Elvis, so I'll just say it. And he was like, sure, sure, buddy.
0: You know, that does sound like Elvis. Sure, buddy. What do you supposed to say? Tragedy about Elvis.
1: What happened? What he died. Really? A while ago. I'm just saying, he was a good guy. What happened? Plane crash? Um, No, that was John Denver. Alligators? That, um, that was actually John Lennon. Hantavirus? John Lennon as well shot radioactive that was the toxic avenger run
0: over by a plane
1: that wasn't I'm not not familiar with that
0: oh that might happen in the future oh but um how did Elvis
1: die basically basically what happened was was that he well he became depressed ate a lot took a lot of drugs and he died on the toilet
0: what was he doing was he hitting his head on it
1: I actually think that he had just had sex, and it's kind of awkward to pee standing up after you have sex. So he was trying to avoid spraying over the sides of the toilet. Mm-hmm. And not to sound disgusting, he sat down to, to do his business. Wow. And,
0: uh... Well, you think you know someone.
1: Passed away. You know, you know, um, this was, this was a much better time for him. This was back in 67. We hadn't landed on the moon. He hadn't huh. lost his flare.
0: Now, uh, 67. Yeah. That was the year Sgt. Pepper came out. Did that have a direct influence on Clambake? Yeah. Well, there were so many songs in Sgt. Pepper.
1: It's Lonely Hearts Band. That's the full name. Yes. Um, that hearing it, we thought, you know what? There's an energy that American cinema has been lacking that this this album represents. Mm-hmm. So we, we imitated it a bit. Sort of like, um... An album that's the modern equivalent of Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Heart Band. Um, anything by the band Cake, really. Okay. Would, would really influence the energy of a film like this right now.
0: Mm, I see. So, when you heard Sgt. Pepper, you decided to put songs in Clambake?
1: Yeah. Originally, Clambake was sort of like a James Bond imitation. I see. It was sort of like an In Like Flint type affair. Mm. And what we decided, though, was that
2: that was really stupid. So we we did this. Now, now, now I noticed the use of the fez yeah. in the nightclub. It seems to sort of harken back to the old uh, Bogart days of Casablanca, and mm-hmm. you know the whole um, whole Casablanca club establishment of trying to just avoid entanglement in World War Two and. How they ultimately ended up involved anyway. Yeah. Is this tying in any way into what was happening in Southeast Asia and Vietnam at the time? Yes.
1: Basically, um, Elvis and I had both talked about it a lot before we started shooting. Because Elvis, little known fact, when he received a script, he would go over it. Like, word by word, because he cared about what product he was putting out. Like, he's not like your Justin Timberlake today, where it's all about money or or fame, or sex.
0: Well, well, I have to disagree, because I think Justin Timberlake's first three movies have a lot of artistic merit. Okay, shut the hell up. (laughs) Remember, I'm Arthur H. Nadell. Well, you know, the one where he fights the CG gopher, that's, you know, that had a lot of pacing. It had, you know... Gopher's Wild. Yes. And I understand that you have a problem because, you know, it ate a lot of the plot of ball's Wild. It did. Well... You but, know, you know, uh, I, I think Scorsese was trying to do it as a tribute. Yeah, well... And then the gopher was to give it that modern spin.
1: When Paramount approached me with Scorsese doing a remake... They put a, a both while... Scorsese
2: caught, cast a purser?
0: Yes. Yeah.
2: And? I was just surprised. Scorsese's a great
1: man. I won't talk bad about Scorsese, but I will well, say, Not on tape. Not on tape. But I will say that... When, I, when, when he made Gophers Well, they kind of felt betrayed. I can see that. By the, by, you know.
0: Now how many films did you make with Elvis?
1: Um, I'm going to say three and a half. And here's why I'm going to say a half. Because when I did Music Crazy, they took me off as director halfway through the shoot because of a creative dispute between me and
0: Ann-Margaret. Was it a vagina again? A roundabouts, yeah. So I mean, pu- we've we've, so a pubic hair we've made up since
1: then. Well, uh, not that was in the '70s. Yes. Afros were in. That Women's lib, you know. <laughs> I disagree with it still. Some people have called me a misogynist, but I say, what the hell? This is my
3: first time um,
1: this she time wouldn't. She wouldn't cut show. it down. Ride, so you know.
0: Well, I do recall a lot of bikini scenes in the in the beginning of the picture. Yeah, I think after you were taken off, there were a lot of parka scenes.
1: Well, yeah, that's exactly what I'm saying. Every bikini bikini scene we shot together looked like someone stuck a Brillo pad down her down her panties. I mean, there was actually a scene where she had to um, erotically approach Elvis. Like she she was a lounge singer in the film, and had to lay on the, the piano and approach him, sort of you know pull herself up. I'm not describing it well, but after she did the scene, we actually noticed that the streak on the on on the on the piano where she moved was much cleaner than the rest because her vagina was so rough that it actually removed dirt and grime. And that was the point that they removed me. And this was
0: home. the most family-friendly film that uh, Elvis had made to, at that point.
2: Yeah. Sort of like the trail of slug leaves. Oh, fine. Yes, but clean. Now, now she was almost in. Uh, she she almost got the starring role in uh, the Flipper series, didn't she? Yeah, with the dolphins. Of course. Now, was it uh, your movies that uh, that she chose to do instead, or hey, was knows? there some other uh, some other or was was the draw of Elvis or where where, were, where was she really trying to target her career at that point? It seemed like she made some very interesting choices. That was a variety of questions you asked me. Um,
1: <laughs> First of all, I would it's say kind of a potpourri for your first question I would say no uh, I didn't influence Ann Margaret to pursue Flipper but she would say yes and I don't know if it's you know humility or me being humble but she's one of the two she's great on her own
3: that
1: obvious? um she actually reminds me of this woman I met recently named Liz Schna- Shatner and I can't say how I speak highly enough of Liz Shatner in fact, we are planning on going to the Olive Garden soon. Um, to your second question, I forgot what you said.
2: <laughs> Basically, how is Anne
1: deciding on her career path?
2: Oh, well,
1: Anne Margaret, as one of America's most treasured theatrical performers, would be offered scripts, but so many scripts that it's like, you know, how do you choose? Because there's so many, so much high quality, right? So she would literally tear off the title page of the script,
3: ball it up, put it in a
1: hat with all the other title pages, mix the hat around, reach in, pull it out, open it, and that's the
2: movie she would do. Now, was that top hat or more of a sombrero or more of a beret,
3: A visor. Well, I'm sorry.
0: I need to call attention to the fact that Elvis just said, if you look into a fire, you can see the future. Yeah, that's true. We talked to Hopi Shaman. Really? Yeah. Is
1: now, it, was, is that Elvis's was that Elvis'
0: contribution, or did that come from you?
1: That was Elvis. Okay. Now, is it politically correct to call Hopi shaman? Is shaman politically correct?
0: Uh, no. Wood, uh, witch doctors. Yes, that's much more accepted.
3: And what if they're
2: cynical rather than Hopi?
3: Yes.
2: I don't follow. I don't follow. <laughs> now, um... You have Elvis
0: singing here. Yeah. Very good. Very good.
1: Very, very, very good.
0: Now, uh, here's a question I've I've always wondered about your films. Okay. Now, right here, Elvis is sitting alone on a beach. Yeah. He's got a nylon string acoustic guitar. He does. I clearly hear strings and a brass section, as well as percussion. Those
2: are his brass balls. (laughs) Do
0: you know what? I've never noticed that. That is the first time. Well, Well, listen for just a moment.
1: Well, I've never. That's There's the a Hawaiian
0: guitar on there. There's
1: uh a... Elvis and I have watched this together at least 200 times. And I have never picked up on that. Well, the music score is by Jeff Alexander.
0: Ah, the famous Jeff Alexander.
1: So, I mean, he's probably just, you know, assuming that because the audience is sort of taken by the movie that, you know, they're suspending disbelief. hmm so you get to this part, the girls are already swooning because he's handsome, the boys are swooning because she's handsome. She is she's handsome. She's handsome. I wouldn't say beautiful, but well, she's handsome. Well, in a rugged way. She has sort of that, um, Mary Wollstonecraft quality
0: to her. Yeah. So,
2: so now, did you have to do anything here to avoid, um, the, the R rating? Or we you actually cut pretty out? pretty much get everything through? or We cut out every scene with sex.
0: How many scenes were there?
1: There was one. What is of this one of them?
0: Movie.
3: Well,
1: yes. there's one here, but there, then there's there's one at the very beginning to show how dissatisfied Elvis is with being a rich man, because he has sex with sort of a, um, not to offend anyone, but kind of a Jewy girl, and then there's this scene where he sort of realizes how fulfilling sex can be. Later on in the movie, sort of an act break sex, and then at the end, he has sex again to realize that you don't have to be rich or poor to have good
0: sex. You have to be Elvis. So, so the theme of this film is: if you want to have sex, be Elvis.
1: Yeah, yeah, and not with a, uh, um, again, a Jewy girl.
0: Right. Is Jewy politically incorrect? Jewy. Uh, yeah. Jew-y? No one
1: uses it anymore.
0: No, that was played by young Liza Minnelli, wasn't it? Cool. Yeah, I think so. She must have been uh, terribly was, hurt that she was, was cut out of the film.
2: partner. That's Chewbacca.
1: He's a Wookiee from Kashyyyk. Oh, very close. Okay. Very, very close. you got
3: pretty good
0: Although, um, I like the uh, white racing stripe on the the leather windbreaker. I think
3: I've seen
0: you That
1: was actually because we ran out of black ink, and we knew that we were running out early enough to design it
0: that no way. It's got a NASCAR look to it.
1: But uh, speaking of Chewbacca and Margaret was actually up for that role for some time
0: for Chewbacca for Chewbacca
2: now, now wasn't she also going to be in that Patty Duke
1: identical cousins show yeah but then Patty Duke got, got it uh, we found out that Patty Duke's name fit perfectly
0: for the Patty Duke show for for the Patty Duke, for the Duke, Duke show starring Ann Margaret was hard to fit in the yeah. TV guide wasn't yeah. it
1: but um the actual reason that Ann Margaret was going to get Chewbacca the role was not because she was hairy as I implied but actually because she was great with a bowcaster
3: I can see that.
2: And pretty good with hand tools, too,
1: and I she's, would imagine. She's actually
0: 6'9". Oh <laughs> well, uh, yeah, you had to dig a trench for her to stand next to Alex. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. But she's amazingly beautiful, so it's worth it. Yeah, well, Elvis was 4'10". Yeah.
1: You never see it because everyone's shot sort of from, like, waist
0: up. Yeah, well, Elvis was actually riding a donkey in many of these scenes. Oh, Yeah. Why, there's very few shots of Elvis' feet.
1: And, like, for every sex scene we shot, we actually used a, uh,
0: Well, someone else's penis. It's a shame we can't get to see those. You couldn't put them on the DVD as deleted scenes. Um, uh, no, because MGM really respects its properties, and I respect its decisions as a studio. Hmm. Uh, why is Bill Bixby so oily in this, uh, particular
1: scene? Well, because, um... We were trying to, we really wanted to appeal more to guys, and what guys like are really heterosexual guys, and so we thought, like, really oiled guys with their shirts off are cool. We couldn't get him a sword. Yeah,
0: he almost has a George Decay look about him. Yeah,
1: he's, he's a lot like George Decay. That was dubbed over. <laughs> <laughs> we actually could not get the boom mic out far enough to get her here to say hi. So,
2: so, so now it, it looks like the, the guys are water skiing and chasing the Ann Marker replacement who's water skiing as well. No, mm-hmm. Shelly Favre. Yeah. Shelly yeah, Yeah. Now it looks like this is... Uh, Pretty much going for one of those uh, classic chase scenes through Venice type of thing, only out in the Pacific.
0: Yeah. Well, almost, like this the, is, almost like the French Connection.
2: First of all, this is the Atlantic. This is in Florida. But yeah.
1: I'm, I'm sorry. I don't mean to
2: correct you.
0: No, I just care a lot about that's this why. If, if we
2: didn't care, we wouldn't listen.
1: We had a continuity girl make sure that we were always shooting in the Atlantic. Any problem but, with your question? I'm sorry. Uh, it was influenced by movies like The French Connection.
0: Okay. Which would come ten years later.
1: Well, um... And it looks like she lost her top. Yeah.
0: Cool. Hi, now, uh, was that done with computer graphics?
1: Her top missing? Yes. Yeah. Well, actually, what happened was, even though it wasn't released for about 20 years, Disney had just finished shooting Tron. Ah. And so we borrowed some of the computers they used to process many of the scenes, and remember the character bit that would say yes, no? Yes. Right. We used the same processing no. technology. Very funny. And we removed her her top.
3: Uh, I wasn't trying. Uh-huh. I lost my balance. Please go away. Her balance wasn't ours. She lost. Oh. Oh. <laughs> we had to do that shot
0: ten times. Oh, uh, please, can't have it. No, no. Not until you promise you have a few drinks until you back at the hotel. All right. I promise. I promise. Okay. Oh. Now, these are wonderful dating tips. See ya. You're good. Yeah, um... This is, uh, it's almost educational for uh, many teenage boys um, who watched Elvis and wanted to learn how to talk to girls. They learned that really blackmail in the ocean is the best policy. Yes.
1: That—that's—that's B That's K M B-L-A-C-K-M-A-I-L. Just yes. so we're clear. It's almost black
0: and male. It's a grammatical right, thing where you right. take two nouns. No, I'm just saying. You put them
1: together and kenning. they form a new word. You mean a kenning? Yes. A, 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 a kenning. kenning. Um, just so we're clear, he, we're not saying that... In order to get girls to throw black males into the ocean. No. Don't do that. Those are two
0: separate words. Those would be two nouns, that would be an adjective and a an noun. Unless
1: you are black and willingly throwing yourself into the ocean. Well, that would be
0: jumping. For safe reasons. It's hard to throw yourself into an ocean. You can get your friends to throw you. You can jump. I, I think Yes, that would be jumping into the ocean.
1: I believe we're going off track. We are currently watching Clam This is. Bake.
0: Yes, this is Clambit.
2: Now, now, was this filmed outside of Sheepshead, off of Sheephead Bay? Yes. So you had a lot of uh, commercial fishing trawlers around there too. Well, constantly charters. So, well, I mean, was Elvis going out there, uh, you know, chartering the boats on his days off? Or? For fishing? Yeah. Yes.
1: Elvis loved fish. In fact, since he was a uh, devout Catholic, every Friday we would have a fish fry.
2: Flipper. That's a great cameo. How did you arrange that? Um, he wasn't doing anything
1: at the
3: time.
2: Just Flipper. So, so now did he work for
1: Scale? Yeah, it was one of those things where, you know, he sort of just dropped in, and he was kind of like, hey, you know, I'm in town, and we were like, we could fit you in. So we did, and he, you know, took it super cheap. It was great to work with. I have never regretted working with Flipper. Those were my kids that ran by. Now, now I understand you had a rough time with Gidget, though.
0: Yeah. Well, Gidget it was, doesn't appear in the film for very, that very reason, though.
2: No? Yeah, I mean, it was uh, sort of, the, so, sort of uh, uh, some, something about uh, extra film or something.
1: Yeah, well, when it basically comes down to it, she disagreed with me. We had separate opinions on Brown versus the Board of Education, and that's all I'm going to say.
0: Now, this scene here that we're looking at yeah. uh, is really the centerpiece of the film that drives the entire plot. Mm-hmm. I agree. What's funny? I think I think without this scene, there would be no planet. What's
1: funny is Elvis hates kids. That's not a little girl.
0: Well, as do we all. He
1: actually, this is all blue screen. And we actually had to use uh, his stand-in, Lennox Lewis, who, before he we went into boxing. Really? Actually, yeah,
0: He was Elvis' stand-in.
1: He was Elvis' stand-in. And he would stand in there while we do blue screen and the kids would go around him because Elvis doesn't like kids. Mm-hmm. He likes teenagers. He doesn't really like kids.
3: Hmm.
2: Now, when it comes to the teenagers, did Elvis prefer to spend his time with the, the teenage boys the teenage girls, or did it didn't matter? Um, it didn't really matter until they were 18.
1: And once they were 18, it was only girls. But, I mean, that's
2: not my business. Okay. Now, now, this sounds an awful lot like uh, Frank Sinatra's High Hopes. Was uh, Frank involved, or... Uh, and Elvis had much interaction with the chairman. Frank and Elvis did not get along. Uh,
1: I don't want I don't want to I don't want to speak poorly of the dead, but Frank Sinatra was maybe one of the biggest assholes I've ever met. Um, and again, I don't want to speak poorly. God rest his soul, but he should have been fist fucked by a python. <laughs> A, pi- a python as in, uh, as in an Eric Idol? No, like an actual python. Because like if you look at their bone structures, they actually have like vestigial limbs. And he should have been just... That's all I can say. Fist fucked by a python. That's the only way I can really explain how I felt about Frank Sinatra. God rest his soul. He was a great guy. But, so this
0: was originally High Hopes? Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Okay. Yeah.
1: Yeah. We, we, we were thinking about writing a new song. But then we realized that we only had money for the lyrics. Mm. And...
0: And, the, and this was done months later. Yeah. It was just writing lyrics that completely matched Elvis's lip sync to High Hopes. Uh, a so technique... We, not only did it, we did it match the melody and the, the music and right. the beat, it also had to match every word. Yeah. So uh,
1: it was a, a technique we stole from Alan Sherman. Mm.
0: So it basically still is High
1: Hopes. Yeah. Confidence, High Hopes, you know, they're similar. Right. Just syllabically different. And legally.
2: Yeah. Now, there was an awful lot of those types of songs coming out at the time. and Men of La Mancha was also a big hit uh, with its theme of... of, of really exceeding your
0: limitations, things like that. Right, yeah, there was...
2: There was this this whole big inspirational movement going on at the time. Well,
0: if you look at uh, August 1967, you look at the the top ten, you have High Hopes is number one. Yeah. Confidence is number two. Okay. Chin Up, number three. Yeah. um, Keep Going, number four. Yeah. uh, Don't Give Up, uh, the original Peter Gabriel version, number five. Don't Stop Believing. Don't Stop Believing. Yes, that was number six. Um, Stop Crying, number seven. Yeah. Um... Wise up, rise up. Yeah, yeah. Uh, wise up, stop crying. Which wise was the benefit up, song. Stop crying. Yeah, yeah. Beautiful, beautiful song. And then uh, number ten was uh, I'm the Lars. I'm the Lars. Yeah. Oh yeah, stop crying. Stop crying. Yeah, it all fits. It, uh, it,
1: it was there was a movement. You just stretch out the syllables to fit into the
0: yeah the. Uh, Okay, now, uh, this part here doesn't make any sense.
1: Well, around this time, and this is sort of what I call our art scene, a lot of people were saying that Elvis couldn't act. A lot of people were saying that, you know, he resulted to silliness. But here we demonstrate a common working man enjoying his film, so getting on the wagon with him. Mm -hmm. And then the children running around are sort of, we're we're rounding our wagons, are circling our wagons up.
0: I see.
2: Now no, I understand the Native American community had some problems with this scene and there were some protests.
1: And how did you,
0: how did you shoot this? Oh,
1: this was stock footage, shot during uh, the Civil War.
0: Uh, I couldn't tell. I'm, I'm sorry you were saying that the... Yeah,
2: No, I said there were some Native American protests as a result of this scene. Yeah,
1: because we actually did it on a reservation.
2: Now, no, no, did that ultimately help sales of the movie, or did that, did that hurt
1: you? Uh, I think the publicity helped us in one way, but in another, it hurt us historically. Like when I was, when Elvis and I were in Germany in the 40s, we shot some, what I'd call promotional films. And those didn't turn out in our favor later. In fact, Germany's where I learned the word Jewry.
0: Ah, which, which came I into
1: play in the opening scenes. I'm saying way too much.
2: <laughs> that
1: spelling. And a, yeah. Now was this to uh,
0: please the parent groups?
1: Yeah, during this time, uh, this was around the time of the comics code, there were a lot of things. And, you know, you always needed a moral, some sort of lesson, but, and this was our lesson. That's and this so, predates Sesame Street by
0: two years. Both self-esteem. By uh, selling, spelling words.
1: Self-esteem, spelling words, uh, only white kids. And like, shooting Indians. Yeah, and shooting Indians. It was a
2: lot of things that we believed in at the time.
0: And we don't believe in any of those now, so it's great to look back.
1: It's, it's, it's interesting to look back. Yeah.
2: Now, you, know, if you, you worked with Elvis in, in the 40s then as well, before he even, he even hit it big. Yeah, before, yeah. How did his time in the army change him? He was more of a dick afterwards. Really?
1: Yeah. In what way? Um, I don't know if like some French skank laid the smooth on him or what happened. But, you know, before he was a very humble boy from the south, very down to earth. Christian, like a Christ, good Christian boy. And afterwards, I felt like if it had a vagina, he was more interested in it than, like, performing. Now, eventually, he got over that. Hmm. But there was a long time when, you know, it was just, just about the poontang.
0: Yeah, well, by the time he gets to Vegas, it becomes about the music again.
1: Yeah, well, it was, yeah, the last, the last thing he said to me um, before he died was a couple days before he died. He said, it's, it's about the music. It's about the music, Arthur. I said thank you. I said thank you because I wrote some songs I've I've slightly lost track
3: that's
1: been a long time since
3: Now
1: this is loosely based on uh, Mark Twain's book The Prince and the Pauper And we were actually thinking of doing Huck Finn for a long time with Elvis. Hmm.
0: Yeah, the boat on the river. It. Uh, you can see a lot of that here. But he didn't want to do it
1: uh, because of Vietnam. Makes a lot of sense. He felt like the river was sort of a metaphor which would later be used by uh, Apocalypse Now. Yeah, Francis Ford Coppola. That was Coppola, I believe. Good friend of mine. Uh, did you develop that with him? Mm-hmm. Well, we worked on it. We storyboarded it together. Mm-hmm. You know. Um... <laughs> Cause I was good friends with uh, Jack Kirby, right? And I and I sort of, you know that you know that issue of Fantastic Four, yes, where the, yes. Where the big <laughs> monster's coming out of the ground, mm-hmm. and you know he's grabbing one thing and the Human Torch is going another way and Doctor Stretch is another going another way.
0: No, well, who? Yeah, of course everyone knows that. Well,
1: Doctor Stretch, uh, they call him Mister Fantastic. Yeah. Um, and I, I would say I drew the thumbnail and basic sketch of that, and, he, and Jack Kirby inked it.
0: Ah. So. Now, we're getting to the clambake. M- must say, oh, I, this is, I, I, this is... I like that
2: introductory scene with that, uh, that woman just dancing really close to the camera. Yeah. Yeah. That's what we call a close-up. Now, did you use a scrim I... in this scene at all?
1: You know what? A scrim is really more of a, something you use in theater, and only a complete asshole would use it in a movie.
0: Well, I'm sure he didn't mean anything by that. Uh, you know, I hope I'm you just won't saying, take personal okay, offense.
1: Like, only someone who has never seen a movie or, or made one yes. would use a scrim. If I was doing a production of Macbeth where I wanted someone to suddenly appear...
0: yeah, I've, I've heard of crews wanting to use a scrim in a movie. But uh, it's mostly because they're lazy. That's completely assomant. And they're, they're trying to take advantage of your incompetence.
1: If you're using a scrim, you're making a movie that's terrible. I can only think of...
0: And I think the public will know.
1: Oh,
2: Now it looks like this was also a major influence for Laugh-In in the 70s. For, say that one more time. For Laugh-In in the 70s. Oh, yes, yes, Laugh-In. Were, were Rowan and Martin uh, interns on the set, or, they, or did they come along later in the business? Well, they came to the set. They weren't really
1: interns so much as, like, you know, kids who hung out. And we welcomed them because they were nice and, you know. But we really didn't have interns back there, then, Then. So we could still pay minorities a low enough wage without giving them college credit
0: to allow them to do that sort of thing. Now this is a prophetic line. Life can be a bowling alley, just bowl away my life. Elvis loved bowling.
1: And girls in bikinis. This is actually the titular song of the film. Really? Yeah. That's probably why it's so memorable. We had to actually reverse engineer this film, if you will. In that we shot the entire film without a musical number. Mm-hmm. And we called it clam bake. Um actually as a pun on the problem with Anne Margaret's vagina. And
0: well, it's about a yeast infection, was Yeah.
1: Clam clam bake. Because with yeast, what do you do? You bake.
0: Right, exactly.
1: And, you know, the loaf rises and, like, her sh- stuff was swollen.
0: Seems ahead of his time.
1: So, but then we had to write a song. This is actually, this actually angered yeah. a lot of uh, parents because their kids began dancing on roofs.
0: And in the, the poorer communities they were falling through. Now, does this really show Elvis's talents the fact that he picks up a guitar for two measures, puts it down, climbs a roof, plays a bongo, now he picks up another guitar and plays it for half a verse?
1: Yeah. I, I Is that the way Elvis would work on stage? <laughs> well, this was actually extraordinarily well choreographed. And so every guitar was tuned for exactly that verse. Each bongo was taught. So, very well, this was all done in one shot with a couple cameras.
0: Wow. Yeah.
1: And when I saw the, when I saw the dailies of it, I was like, we don't need another shot. It looks it. Like- I mean, it looks like we're shooting at night, but you can't shoot at night because then you can't see anything.
0: Well, it's too dark. It's
1: too dark. If you shoot anything in the dark, it's actually dark, you don't see anything.
0: That's, uh... Really? That's very sophisticated filming techniques. Oh. Yeah, you actually have to put up lights at night, even though it's supposed to be dark. Even people who use scrims know that.
2: So, so how, do you, how, how do you manage to simulate
1: wind and things like that? Fans. Really? Yep. Yeah. And, um, when General Electric cut our power, because we weren't paying them, we actually gave, um... And Margaret, a palm frond. That way we could have her on set pair. You Mm -hmm. know, so she she could go to the doctor. And she would wave it. And it would go through our hair.
3: This
1: movie's so good, I just start to watch.
3: Uh,
0: It's hard not to. I
1: just start to watch, you know. It's almost almost like. enraptured with it. It's
0: almost like you didn't make it. In fact, it's almost like you've never seen it before.
1: I've. Seen this movie so many times that I find a new thing every time. Like, for example, that. Her plastic bikini. Her plastic bikini. We didn't mean to do that. Really? Yeah. Did that, that? was a happy accident. She actually could not get the bikini out of the dry cleaning bag. And so she put it on through it.
0: Well, time is money.
1: You know, and I, I remember all these stories each time I see it, like like it's new.
0: It's almost like you're making it up on the spot.
1: That's ridiculous.
0: Well, I said almost. Yeah.
2: It looks like that could have been uh, an Im- influence for the uh, later Carrie Fisher metal bikini. I'll have to talk to my people about that.
3: <laughs> you
2: so, so what? What do you have you seen as? As I mean, you've done dozens of these of these movies with Elvis. What would you say your legacy is? Um. Well, recently.
1: Um. By dozens meaning two and a half. Yes. Uh, I was invited to Coopersville to induct uh, Balls Wild into the Hall of Fame. Oh uh, the, the whole Hall of Fame.
0: film, Hall of, Hall Hall of, Fame,
1: Hall of Fame, Baseball Hall of Fame.
0: Yes, the entire film was uh, inducted. Inducted. Into, 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 did he get a jersey?
1: Yes. It's actually number three for the Chicago Cubs. Oh. So, um. Cooperstown, right? I had my driver take me. I don't. I, I haven't. Cooperstown. Cooperstown. I haven't driven in fifty-three years. And yeah, we were inducted and in. uh, Elvis wasn't there, but I know that he would have, he would have loved the moment
2: because he loved baseball.
0: Okay. Uh, you can see it in the film,
2: right. Now, now have, you, have you been back have you been back to Graceland since since the incident? I, I can't.
1: I can't because every time I go there, I I remember that we could have maybe pulled him back a little bit and that he'd still be, still be with us today. I have photographs. You out. should go. I have photographs. Out. They've got some nice
0: things there. I hear you can buy films like this on DVD now. Yes, I believe uh, it's it's one of the lower cost DVDs, which means uh, you'll just get it into the hands of uh, more people. I don't I don't watch DVDs. I only use VHS. Well, you're a purist. You're yeah. interested in film and Quality. by that I mean uh, videotape. Yeah.
1: Sure. I collect videotapes. I used to collect Betamax tapes too. Elvis hated doing this scene because he did not want to hurt a musical instrument. Oh, That's
3: the abbreviation. Technical name was a foot long. Where did you get this? Place I used to work. I majored in engineering. And I got a job in research now after I graduated. While I was there, I have to develop this hardening.
1: This is actually not so a real subject. Um a lot problem. of people um and I later I later talked to um What's his name? He directed Back to the Future. He's such a good friend of mine. Robert Zemeckis. Robert Zemeckis. I talked to him about this. He had the same problem with hoverboards, where people would say, how do you get one? And it's like, there's no actual guitar
0: protecting wow. Well, that's the magic of film. I, I think one of the other magical things about this is that Elvis, in this movie, is a musician. Yeah. And a water skier. Yeah. And a speedboat racer. Yeah. And he's invented a futuristic polymer that he calls Goop.
1: Well... We wanted to make him a well-rounded character. And we thought we could either do that through clever dialogue and development or by giving him a lot of talents. And one of the biggest majors that teenagers were taking up as they entered college was uh,
0: physical engineering. So It was very big in 67. Right. It was sexy. Plastic, polymers, So like, nuclear weapons.
1: Yeah, exactly. Albert Einstein was laying pipe left and right. So... And now was
2: Elvis's hair and that scene made with the goop?
1: Yeah, you could we actually had <laughs> a fun little game, we'd hit him on the head with a hammer, no damage. No damage. He was perfect.
0: How often did you hit him on the head with a hammer?
1: Only when he was wearing the goop. Otherwise he'd get he'd get all upset and you know start cussing. <laughs> He's from the south. He can he can he can cuss. Are we okay on time?
0: Oh no, we're good. We're only halfway through the movie.
1: No, I mean I mean on on. on you're futuristic.
0: Oh yeah, this uh this recording device is actually made with goop, so it should be uh, running. You can I, hit. I don't have a hammer. And, uh, in fact, no, I'm I, I suggest just, just punch it. Just give it one. I'm not gonna. Good whack. Come I, on. I can't. It's a tribute to your film. See, look at that. Wow. Nothing happened.
1: That was with. That was actually with a mallet.
0: Yeah, it was, uh, and I could see uh, the the veins in your arm really bulge when you swung it.
1: I was kind of angry. Yeah. Kind of, kind of baby. I thought, I thought of Gophers Wild. That made me really angry, and I just, you know.
0: I really hope you can uh, make it up with Scorsese at some point.
1: I saw The Departed recently. It was very good. Was it? Yeah.
0: Well, that's good. That's a good step. Yeah.
2: So, what, what is the movie you, you haven't made yet that you want to make? There's a movie
1: um, that wasn't released in America called Battle Royale, um, about a lot of school children who fight each other.
3: And I met the the best young actress named Dakota Fanning, and
1: I just wish that I could have someone kill her on film.
3: You kind of beat. You
1: know what? Um, maybe not. Maybe it's not. Maybe it's not interesting to people listening. But
0: I heard you were working on a remake of Megaforce for a while. Yeah, I was. So, um, and the idea was to have. Uh, a bigger tank, a faster jeep, and an older Bruce Boxleiter. Well,
1: we had our scriptwriter, um, a gentleman by the name of David Hayter, uh, H-A-Y-T-E-R. I believe he was responsible for one of the X-Men. He was uh, for the first X-Men and the Hulk. He, mm. did a, he did a bunch of writes on. And we realized after uh, seeing the Hulk that hiring him to write the script would have
0: actually been worse than the Holocaust. So we did not do that. So Megaforce remains unremade. Yeah. You know. It's a shame. Because I think there's a new generation uh, that's waiting for it.
1: Yeah. That's one of the most requested things we hear on forums.
0: Mm.
3: But
1: until we can find a great writer and a great director, who would be me, we're not going to do it. Well,
0: you found one of the two.
3: To the club. Now I understand
2: Shatner's available if you're still if you're if you're looking for a second Absolutely not. He uses scrims.
3: course.
0: Is that uh, confirmed? He said he thinks so. Really?
1: I was talking to him, and he's and I said, "I heard you use scrims on your film," and he said, "I really don't remember." Please ask my daughter Liz Shatner. <laughs> and what did his daughter say? His daughter, who has a great head on her shoulders, said, um, "Beautiful too." Beautiful. She's yeah. beautiful. She is flowing hair. Not an ounce of fat on her.
0: No, it's
2: and she said, it's Unlike "Charming is the day." Has so she hasn't let herself go like Alicia Silverstone. Or is. like
1: Shatner. Both really let themselves
0: go. Yeah, it's a shame. Alicia, that's what this business does to people.
1: Reminded me of a young Anne Margaret, and when she went through her, um, how do you say it? Career expansion. I was gonna say fat face. She She lost it. She lost it as an actress, she lost it as,
0: as a performer, she lost her self esteem. As a she lost it as a human being, I think. She was no
1: longer human, she was subhuman.
0: She was uh part bison. She was part
1: bison, part part Vega, part all those all those bad guys. She's part uh, Jeep
0: Cherokee. Towards,
1: just, it's, towards just, it's just Cherokee, I think, now. I, think, I really? think it's sort of like Czechoslovakia is now Czech and the, and the, and the, the Czech Republic and Slovakia. It's mm-hmm. now Jeep and Cherokee.
0: So Cherokee's no longer a Jeep?
1: No, no, uh, no, no. Oh, you're talking about the car. I thought you were talking about the Indian tribe.
0: Was there a Jeep Cherokee Indian tribe?
2: Well, the... I th- wasn't that where the robot in the Fantastic Four came from? Wasn't he... Herbie when, the Robot was, when, it, when was born, originally a Jeep Cherokee. Jeep Cherokee.
0: Yes. Well, And you could hear it in his accent.
1: Yes. If you look at history... Jeep is, um, there was a magical character in the Popeye cartoons that could pop through walls. His name was Jeep. Yes, the magical Jeep. And, Cher- and Cherokees were an Indian tribe, and they often intermixed.
2: Now, what, wasn't the Jeep from the Popeye cartoons also in the Flintstones from time to time? Would pop in and convince Fred to do stupid things? No, you're thinking of a Martian dude.
0: Yes. He was the Great Kazoo. That's the who Great you're Kazoo. Played, no. played by the multi talented
1: Harvey Corman. I think, I think we're, we're slightly off track. Is, Are we? This is Clambake.
0: Is the Great kazoo in Clambake? He was. See, that's why I thought we were still on track. He was, but he
1: disagreed with my opinions on Plessy vs. Ferguson.
0: Now, was that the character design or Harvey Corman? Harvey Corman. Ah, uh, well, Harvey Corman's tough to work with.
1: I, I don't want to say bad things about Harvey Korman. God rest his soul. Is Harvey Corman still alive? I don't believe so. Um, if he is, I wish he wasn't. Because... Not many people know this, and, but this almost got him blacklisted in Hollywood, but it was his idea to have the three-fifths compromise. <laughs> uh,
3: did, he,
2: did he manage to get caught up in the, uh, in the whole McCarthyism scare in the uh, mid-50s as well? Or No, he was a capitalist, 100%. But um,
1: he basically said that every five... Well, there's no other word for it, Negroes. Equal to one, equal three, equal three uh, European Americans.
0: That's a shame. Because when 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 you think of uh, I disagree
1: with it. I disagree with it wholly. Holy. Holy. I think no matter what race, creed, color, religion, sexuality, man, woman, boy, child, you you are human and worth the same.
0: Unless you're a part bison.
1: Well that's
2: different, because then you're part animal. So that was quite an enlightened stance to uh, be taking it in the 60s, in the Clambake era. So did, did that uh, impact, g- cause any trouble with the studio? I didn't tell anyone.
1: Hey, there's uh,
0: some bison horns. Is that, le- that left over?
1: That was from all the half-bisons we killed.
0: As you can also see,
3: he has a mustache.
0: I can see that.
2: Yes, sir,
0: that's what I More be- bison horns. Well, if that's what you mean, then say it. Don't go confused.
3: Uh, yes, sir. uh no, sir. Oh, Mr. Hayward,
2: you will return the bottles you sent for? I've included them on the inventory. Well,
1: she actually doesn't speak.
2: again. What bottle? Remember? At
0: all in real life? She's mute. New- yeah.
2: For the that Scott on he
1: quit. Completely. She actually, um, before he kind of a uh, weird incident when she was a child. She was playing darts. With what? Be this is dubbed over. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> this is dubbed over by my good friend Gre- Greta Garbo, who couldn't do talkie films because her voice was weird compared to her body, but could do voiceovers quite well. Mm. Yeah.
0: Almost like no blank.
2: She did an early pilot for The Simpsons, didn't she?
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, she was actually she was a, she actually um, drew the Simpsons cartoons that appeared on the Tracey Ullman show. Really. In her eighties.
0: Now that is one hell of a centrifuge.
1: That actually is a don't, uh, it actually cooks hot dogs.
0: That's one hell of a centrifuge and hot dog cooker.
2: Yeah. Can it make marshmallows? If you have a
0: Bunsen burner. That's wonderful. And you won't burn them because they're constantly spinning. Right. Our prop department invented that. Oh. Yeah. And, you know, now they're in every home.
2: You realize that this is the sixth night in a row you've worked past midnight? You can't ride those these all day.
0: This this entire scene is
1: based on real life. Elvis would stay up all night writing songs, working on them, performing, and I would always go in and be like you can't do this. You're going to you're going to hurt yourself eventually and sadly that's what happened.
3: had Oh why did you leave? Shouldn't I I quit. I think I did.
1: This is almost word for word. Oh, was Elvis working on polymers? Yeah. Um, Elvis wanted to create...
0: This also seems to allude to Elvis' drinking problem.
3: Yeah. Well,
1: it's almost like... Uh, I want to say subconscious performance. He knew that he was in trouble. But the only way he could express it was through his artwork.
0: Mm. And by his artwork, you mean his acting.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, everyone knows... Who knew Elvis personally knew that... Good musician,
3: yeah, dancer,
1: top of his class. Acting, though, is where he 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 did it.
3: He was
0: that's, that's where that's where he was really born from. He was like.
1: I would personally say, and this may offend some people who are listening, he is James Dean after James Dean died.
0: Well, you got the hair.
1: That's completely grammatically correct, by the way. I checked that in Strunk and White, despite what fans say. Do you know
0: what time it is? Yeah.
1: Later stolen, I may add, by Flava uh, flave. Flav. Yes. Stolen and, from this film.
0: Warner. And N.C. Uh, Hammer adapted to it. Did he? Yes. He, he, did not, he used have to say, not it, it's Hammer time. I have not sued it. Well, he doesn't have any money anymore. He had pants. He, uh, yeah, he spent all his money on a house, I believe, and he no longer owns that house. He also hired 45 dancers to follow him around and use a lot of jerry Curl. So, uh, you're not going to get much.
1: By the way, there is no Jerry Curl in this film.
0: Now, this is what I consider uh, the centerpiece of the film. Uh, in fact, this film has a triple centerpiece.
1: Yeah. This is, well, we, we have centerpiece and then we have the emotional anchor. And this is the emotional anchor of the film, where you know that you're about to see something, a really great film. I know
2: we're an hour in, but you're yeah. about to see a great right. film. I say mo- mo- most directors would. Uh, Put the, the main draw to the film in the beginning to really keep people into it. But you made you made the rather courageous choice of putting putting the uh, the main hook to uh, about two thirds of the way through. Right. That yeah. Was pretty revolutionary at the time. Yeah.
1: Well, what happened was, um, they thought that we were imitating the life of William Randolph Hearst. So what we decided to do was change things around a bit in his life, so it wasn't as obvious. We took out the whole newspaper produ- production thing.
0: Now the thing I like about this is, this is where the movie really gets started. Yeah. And at the same time, it's like the climax of the movie. Yeah. But you know, it's an, we're an hour into the movie. We have forty minutes left, and yet the movie really begins and ends right here with Hey, 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 hey. Oh. Huh? Yeah. Wait.
2: No, like That's poetry in here. Oh, it looks like Elvis is singing. That's actually a joke
1: we play. He's great at throwing his voice.
2: So he's actually the voice of the... The, the in The polka dots? Yeah. He actually has... Um,
1: well, you guys, I, I see that you guys like comic books. He's something of a mutant in that he has enough vocal cords where he can do both the chorus and his own voice at the same well, time. Well, that's what
0: makes him a great singer.
1: Right. I mean, it's not like he's a superhero. I'm not going to go that far. Sure, he I mean, goes down on the first time. But... But anybody who can sing in chords... Yeah. Well, you know, he,
0: he probably couldn't take a punch from a thing. No. But, you know, I, I've heard when he performed live, they didn't use a PA system, because he could throw his voice to the back of the room at the same time he's singing in the front. Everyone could hear him.
2: Right. Now, he, he's making out with all of these women at once. Kissing. I wouldn't say making out with. And, See, it, he, and he just skipped that. that
1: guy. There was a lot of homophobia in the uh I almost said eighteen hundreds, I don't know why, the nineteen sixties.
0: Well, it was in the eighteen hundreds as well.
1: There was also a lot of homophobia in the eighteen hundreds.
0: Nobody nobody liked a gay civil war soldier. That's true. That that that's where the name carpet bagger came from. That's true. They wouldn't eat the carpet, they would put it in a bag. Save it for later. Right. Sort of like how you'd save your sweetheart's letters. Yeah, and no one liked a carpetbagger. Um, it's a shame. In, in Civil War culture... So
1: Anne would have done well. She would have done well, but... Again, you know... Unless
3: I'm
0: mistaken, you must be
1: Scott's father. She just had her child removed from her womb, and I did not want her around the set.
0: <laughs> she was a downer, and this is an up film.
1: She was a downer,
2: and this is an up film. Now, is that Boss Hogg? Yes. <laughs>
1: I actually first met him when uh, I had watched some or all of uh, Wizard of Oz. And he was a production assistant I saw in the credits.
0: Now, does he have the mustache in every scene? Yeah. That's amazing.
1: We have a great continuity girl.
0: Yeah. uh, You know, uh, I can understand in the last scene because it really meant something.
1: Right. Well, we have this continuity girl, and she would make sure that characters kept the same general facial features throughout the film because you back then i mean you don't see it now because continuity is the thing but back then you'd have characters switch height uh voice um religion
0: well in the wizard of oz it goes from black and white to color
2: yeah that's a big mistake they didn't have continuity and oh. uh, the, the garfield show i i heard it's, it was really just uh in color one out of every seven minutes that's ludicrous. Only someone who's a scrim would do that.
0: <laughs> now, this is a technical question.
1: Yeah, shoot.
0: When you have actors on a set... Uh, I do often. Uh, do they know what they're going to say, or do they just kind of talk a lot? We had what we call a sk- skimprovise. A scrim? No, no,
1: no, not a scrim. Okay. We'd have, like, a basic script. Oh, okay. It would have all the words in the movie that we wanted them to say. Mm-hmm. And they would then say what the hell they wanted.
0: So they would ignore that? For
1: example, it would say, like, I'd say like, you can't leave. I, uh, you know, you have to stay and prove that you're a responsible gentleman. And they would say, like, hula dance. And so then we'd have to, like, change the script to re- reflect the hula dance
0: ideal. Oh.
1: This started as a political thriller.
0: Now, um... Looking at the Fez again. Back to Vietnam, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it makes think, do the actors wear their own clothes? No. Or do they borrow clothes from their family? Um, mostly, we had, we had
1: $35 in the wardrobe department. So we went to TJ Maxx. They had
0: a sale. So you buy clothes for the movie. Yeah. What happens after the movie to the clothes? We give them to the actors. Really? Yeah, but it's not their clothes at that point. Oh, so it's eventually their clothes. Yeah. Okay.
1: You can actually now find that fez in the Smithsonian in the Vietnam War Department. Mm-hmm. So,
2: so now with the uh, three days of filming that Anne margaret did, yes. when uh, you replaced her, did the new actress get new clothes, or did the new actress have to use Anne margarets at that point? She had to get new clothes. She had, no,
1: she had to get new clothes. Because um, uh, this is where Ridley Scott the, got the idea. But Anne Margaret's vagina was in such bad shape that it began to bleed, which burned through the cloth. Which later the alien monsters did.
0: Hmm. Understandable. Uh you know what I noticed about this film? Yeah. We are now an hour an hour and eight minutes in. Yeah. Um, I have not seen one monkey. Is there a reason for that? Or was there no monkey on the set?
1: A lot of people... It's the 60s. A lot of people have said a lot about this because um, it's one of the most famous flubs in film history because in the trailer, we promised lots of monkeys, scenes with coconuts, and... Were the
0: monkeys exchanged for the songs? Because you said the songs weren't in the original script. No, no. The monkeys weren't union. I, I this was a union film. Oh, that's a shame. And we had we had Oh, there's fire in the film.
1: Yeah. That's
0: why there's no Frankenstein. Wow. Yeah, I I, I noticed that as well. Just so you know. Whoa, 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 but there there's fire and smoking. Yeah, I want you to meet somebody. Well, back then smoking was cool. Uh, visitors, Mr.
3: Wilson, He's my best friend. Okay, all, now all the,
0: uh yeah. now this gentleman here is asking Elvis to meet a girl that he just kissed in a song. In
3: okay. Ocean.
0: Um, was that scene shot later? Yeah, this actually is supposed to come chronologically before. So it jumps like a Tarantino film. Yeah. So this is the night before he sings Hey, 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 Hey.
1: Yeah. I thought I made that obvious.
0: Uh, it, it's 4.30 in the morning. It might be me. It's probably you. Hmm.
2: no, no I understand Bar- Barbara Eden
0: uh, was seeking a cameo in this film as well.
2: Uh, did she get that? And no. How was she? no. No. I, had you worked with her before? And
3: uh...
1: I'd met her at parties, and you know what, a what bothered me about, about Barbara Eden was that she was basically a whore. God rest her soul. I think she's still alive. But she... She would... Animal, animal, mineral, or vegetable. She would spread her legs, and I just could not have that on my set. You thought it'd be a distraction. She was. She was.
0: Now again about the monkeys. Yeah. Uh, you couldn't work something out with the union? No,
1: they had fucked Eaton.
0: Wouldn't that have uh greased no. the wheels? No. To use a move
1: backwards. I Dream of Genie was not a union show. Mm. And that angered a lot of people.
0: Uh, there were monkeys on I Dream of Genie. There were.
1: There was a large split in the industry.
0: Now, here's a question. Yeah. Uh, we are an hour and eight minutes into this movie. 11. 11. Yes, yeah. we're an hour and 11 minutes into this movie. Hard earned. I don't know any of the characters' names. Do they have names?
2: Yeah. yeah. I think I saw a handsome cop earlier. Hmm. That, that may have... Been... Is, is
0: that guy's name Pipe Man? Yes. Okay. Then He uh,
1: actually gosh. fell into a big bin of pipes. So
0: all your characters have names. Yeah. So Elvis's name is not necessarily Elvis. No. Well, that's confusing. Well, um, something I
1: learned when I met Sergio Leone was that if you...
0: Didn't... He draws Gru, doesn't he? He might. He might. Those little cartoons on the side of Mad magazines, I think.
1: Oh, I thought you were talking about the things in the uh, Great Underground Empire in Zork when you turn out the lights that would eat you.
0: It's a common misconception.
1: Oh. You're, you're thinking GRU, I'm thinking G-R-U-E.
0: I was thinking G-R-O-O.
1: Yeah, well. Uh, by the way, my film adaption of Zork... Mm. Soon
2: on DVD. Oh, that's wonderful. That, it's been a big
0: petition for that. I, everybody wants to see uh, Barry Boswick as the Great Zork.
2: Now, now did, you, did you go for the, a more modern interpretation or, were you go, or did you go for the retro ASCII version? Why not? ASCII, because who doesn't like ASCII?
0: Oh, come on. That's yeah. I've traded everything you've ever given me for one thing. Uh oh. Now, who's just angry here? Is he really angry? Or is he pretending to be angry? Well, he's acting, so he's he's
1: channeling real anger but pretending to be angry. Like, he is not actually angry at this man. Really? This man is actually a very, very nice fellow. Because he's not angry at his mustache. No. No, 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 no. It's, it's completely fake. Mm.
0: Now, that life preserver on the wall? Yeah. Could that float? Yeah. We wanted
1: to go with 100% realism with this film. Mm. And as hard as we tried, we could not find a fake life preserver.
2: So now, mm. with, with um, my initial exposure to clam bake, yeah. actually uh, involved hearing about it at a, at a party. Was actually, it a clam bake? Uh, no, it wasn't a clam bake. It was a benefit for some genetic engineering gone wrong. It oh, uh, involved wow. some phone books uh, and a lot of just double checking names in phone books. Hmm. So, really, my question is Okay, was there a lot of hot apple pies as a part of craft services at this film? Yes, but not why you think.
0: Uh, what's well, so not the obvious reasons. Not the obvious right. reasons.
1: The winter of '66, the winter before we shot this, the cherry—it was so cold that the cherry crop was completely destroyed. So we were really only left with pumpkin and apple. And we thought that since it, you know, pumpkin's more of a of a fall autumn thing, we decided to go with apple pie. Hmm.
2: I know maybe not name me not the greatest yeah. anecdote, but Now did, were you able to did you have enough ice cream to go a la mode or was that more difficult in the tropical environment of Sheep's Head Bay that this was apparently filmed in? Subtropical. Um Tropic is
1: uh Trop Tropic of Capricorn or Cancer.
0: Um Tropic of uh Cancer. Cancer.
1: Cancer. My favorite Wasn't uh, that
2: Seinfeld's neighbor?
1: It's in between. No, that was actually uh Santa's reindeer. And um where were we? Oh, ice cream, Alamo. No, we had plenty of ice cream. We ah. had plenty of ice cream. Plenty of ice cream.
0: I have a question. Um, please, please about please. Bill Bixby.
1: Bill Bixby, yeah.
0: Was he allowed uh, to live alone, or no. was his mother there?
1: We had him on suicide watch. Mm. Um, his mother was constantly there. Every every one of these scenes, mm-hmm. we actually needed his mother on set to prevent him from becoming erect.
0: Now, his mother in that cabinet?
1: No, no, like. She's sort of near the camera.
0: So oh, So she would never okay. be caught in frame. So there are places on the set that the camera can't see.
1: Yeah, that's common. Interesting. So that's almost... Ex- is um, that it's be- very rare to have a complete view of everything that's Now, going is on.
0: that because the actors are two-dimensional?
1: <gasps> no, um, it's just because of the physical way that film is shot. You can only catch so much of the world.
0: So the film is two-dimensional? Yeah. The actors are three-dimensional? In real life. Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. And in the script, if I do say so.
0: You know, because I always thought I'd be an actor, but I have three dimensions.
1: No, it's just, it's weird. The The film completely takes off your wits.
0: You know, I've wasted a couple of years. Well. I'm going to
2: every foot of the- now, 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 when you were working with Bill Bixby. Yes. I was told um, that uh, you shouldn't get him angry because you wouldn't like him when he's angry. Did you find that to be true? Absolutely not. Actually, when he gets angry,
1: he starts to say really funny things.
0: Really? Yeah. Uh, now, does he say things that his mother approves of, or does he get a little blue?
1: No, no, he doesn't get blue. It's very, it's um, it's like Daffy Duck, you know, where he stutters over himself, you know, and then he like tries to hit you, but he's kind of weak, so it's just like eh, and you're like ah okay, you know, and it's really funny.
0: Now, again, here you have Bill Bixby playing the piano. Yeah. But he and gets up and a string quartet takes over. Right. The are the they in? And the, are they in the
1: cabinet? No, they're actually behind the camera with his mother.
0: Again, it's. The place the, Behind, camera, the, place can't the camera can't see. see. Okay.
1: Which is actually the um, my book about film history. Mm. That was.
0: Uh, That's the, the name of your work. autobiography, isn't it? The that, places that, the, camera the camera can't, can't see. see. Yeah. Okay. okay. com. I've read and, that
2: book. And that was the follow up to uh, to fourth wall. It's my my secrets in Hollywood, wasn't it? Yeah. Fourth wall is a
1: good book. You can find it in paperback now, with a new introduction by Rob Zombie.
0: Wow. Yeah. He's a great filmmaker. He is. I loved uh, House of a Thousand Corpses. Yes, and The Devil's Rejects. Devil's Rejects. Not a lot of monkeys in that one, either. Is that a union thing? They're not union. Rob
1: Zombie, he may seem like a rebel. He may seem like a man who doesn't care about the rules. Mm -hmm. But when it gets down to it, he has respect for people. He has respect for actors. And he has respect for unions.
0: Mm. And monkeys? No.
1: So no respect for monkeys. I mean, he, he respects them in the artistic sense, that okay. they can be used for great comedy. Mm. But he doesn't respect them in the sense that they refuse to join unions and they cannot... Um, well, they can't really communicate with humans.
0: That's true. So, so,
2: so what is it... Why, why is it the monkeys typically aren't joining the unions? Is it a question of they're objecting to uh, the precedence of seniority or is it more of a... Uh, uh, more of an every monkey for himself type of mindset or is it just uh, and and you know or is it have or is it because of the experience the uh, founders of the gorilla union had with uh, McCarthy well I think you've just answered the question in asking it I think all of those things factor in
1: um, monkeys are very mercurial creatures you know one moment they're eating a seed out of your hand and the next they're Throwing a fork at you that they found in a drawer. Um, I don't know if you guys have seen the movie Jumanji. Uh, I saw it, I think it's complete shit.
0: I played the game.
3: Yeah.
1: Well, it's based on a book, uh, that, yeah. Anyway, in the, in the scene, um, there's monkeys going crazy in a kitchen. That wasn't planned. Originally, they were supposed to have a birthday cake. Mm. In all, in unison, sing happy birthday. Ah. What happened was, they went crazy, they (coughs) cut it on tape and said, well, we didn't plan on this set being destructible. Like, it wasn't like you could put everything back. The set was really ruined, so they
0: took that one shot and the real surprise that was on the actors' faces. Now, Elvis just punched Bill Bixby. Yeah. Did that make Bill Bixby angry? Yeah. Mm. And, and he, did he say funny things? No, he cried. Was that funny?
1: To some extent, mm. I would say. I mean, like, you know, in retrospect, it feels mean to laugh at a dead man.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, I have one more question. Yeah, please. please about, about this film. Please ask. Um, does this film happen in real time? Because it seems like the sun keeps going up and down a lot. Have you noticed this? I have. And that's... Is it that part of the country? No,
1: no. Um, no, it's actually... It's not in real time. It's actually turn-based. Okay. And what, what we did was, on the set, we drew a giant hexagonal board... So it's like each person has little hexagons, mm-hmm. and they can sort of, you know, depending on their, depending on their different various statistics that comes with them. For example, Elvis is very quick, so he can move a lot of spaces. Right. But Bill Bixby is slower but more powerful, so can he'll only move a few spaces at a time. Okay. So, and um, you know, every two turns, you
0: get a new day. Now, does Elvis use a twenty-sided die? Yes.
1: Mm. Well, Bill Bixby is uh, stuck with the twelve.
0: Uh, now what does Shelly Fat get? Does she have a six or is it an eighteen? She actually has a four. A four-sided die? But her but her stats allow her to roll well. Wow. And now the guy pretending to be Elvis, does he flip a coin?
1: Well, yeah. We actually didn't use a coin though, because the head the head side's technically a little heavier. So we actually programmed a vacuum a vacuum computer to randomly choose between one and two. Wow. And his moves would then be based on that role.
0: Now, will that computer try to take over the world? Eventually.
1: But what we're hoping is that Matthew Broderick can convince it not to. Uh, uh,
0: That's assuming it has tic-tac-toe programmed into it.
1: Yeah. The only way to win the war is to never play. Right. And instead go searching for Sarah Connor.
0: Right. Mm.
1: This movie set a lot of things in motion. That have yet to happen.
2: Um, But I'm proud of being a part of that historical moment. Oh, I think it should be Well it seems like It continues to influence Science fiction Fantasy As well as Even the uh, It seems to have had An influence on uh, Where Harry met Sally Yeah oh. The orgasm scene
3: Anyway I'd like to thank you for
1: all your You might have missed it yeah. I, Was that cut out? It was during Confidence Oh Sort of It's sort of Subversively hidden in there
0: because uh, Shelley Fabre was not in that scene, so that now, you see, I essentially I would've, you would have cross-cut. I, w- yeah.
2: I would have guessed it was during "Hey Hey Hey" when he was kissing the girls. Common misconception. But, you know, it's it's wow. Common misconception. That's amazing. Um, a lot
1: of people watch this movie. I think I think a lot of people do this these days. Watch the movie impressionistically, where they just take what they see rather than delve into it. And from my studies of both Derrida and Lacan, I decided to add some deconstructive elements.
0: Now I saw the moon in that shot. Yeah. Um. Does Elvis go to the moon? Is that foreshadowing?
1: He goes to the moon in in uh, Rockets a Go Go, which was which was uh, the first movie we did together. So it's more of a reference. Oh, know, it's an homage. People and yeah, people in nineteen sixty seven America would watch this and go, we remember.
0: Yeah, and they get the laugh out of recognition.
1: And what's are we actually based that on the H. G. Wells novel First Man in the Moon?
0: Ah, uh, that was the novel about Neil Armstrong.
1: Yes, yes. Before Neil Armstrong was Neil Armstrong.
0: Well, that's why they named him Neil Armstrong. That's and why. they illegally yeah. changed his name to go to the moon. Yeah. So H.G. Wells wouldn't be proved wrong because he hated to be proved wrong. Oh, it made him angry. He would slap his servants, I heard.
3: Sure, 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 sure.
1: Well,
0: yeah. I mean, but he was British. That's sort of what you did. And by 1969, his servant was pretty frail. Right. So.
2: Now, now as I recall, uh, Wallace and Gromit paid a visit to the moon as well. Yeah. To um to collect some cheese. Okay. Mm-hmm. Did. Uh, was Elvis interested in the cheese in his other moon movies or was it uh, something else on the moon? Well, I'll tell you uh,
1: I, don't, I don't want to say it this way because it might offend people out there but Elvis was really interested in, in meeting loose women on the
0: moon How many loose women were on the moon?
1: Three Did Elvis meet them all? No, because each one was actually at opposite sides. And while the moon looks small, it's actually about the fourth side of the Earth. So, you know, there's still great distances to be traveled. What are the names? Um, Gretchen K. Moss. hmm There was Sarah F. Uh, Conroy. Mm-hmm. And um, Sue Barnes. Mm. And he met Sue.
0: Okay. Moss,
1: whose father actually opened the first Barnes Noble.
0: Ah, was that Barnes? Yep. And he was noble?
1: No, um, Noble was his friend.
0: Oh. Philip Noble. So Barnes was not noble?
1: No, no, it's not like Barnes and, uh, like, in parentheses, I'm noble. Wow. No, oh. like.
0: That actually uh, changed the way I think about that store.
2: So, so, so speaking of nobility... Yeah, please. I've, I've, I've heard some... Uh, we, we, we've been hearing some rumors out of, uh... Out of London, that, that you know, in recognition of your career, yeah, the Queen has been considering um, a, a knight, a knighthood. Is 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 there
0: is there some royalty or a duchy in your future? No. Um, if you had a duchy, would you pass it on the left hand side? I have no idea what you're talking about.
3: Uh,
1: but the reason that I'm not going to be knighted is because. I knew Queen Elizabeth when she was coronated in 1953. Look it up, 1953. And she was kind of a slut. Now, I don't mean slut in the traditional sense like she had a lot of sex. She, she wasn't, she wasn't Barbara Eden. I mean she was like a slut in that she basically... I just don't think women should be sovereigns. Sovereign heads of state. I don't, I, I don't think that.
2: It's never turned out well. So, in, in, in your time, and, and maybe this is just f- the influence of Hollywood, Yeah. but it seems like um, you haven't had much experience with very, with many chaste women. Uh, is yeah, that I just heard sort heard of a word, factor of the industry,
0: or I've good fortune, word, or poor fortune on your part? heard the word slut a lot. Really? And vagina, yes, from you. I don't remember. Yeah, well, there was it Barbie eating? Yeah, well, she's a whore. Uh, and there's Anne Margaret. I we made up. Uh, and then the Queen was
1: mentioned. She's like, that's only that's only three women, and the women on the moon,
0: who were beautiful young women, but they weren't easy. Oh, they, they were they the were loose.
1: Oh. But I mean, like, loose and a whore are different different species of the same animal.
0: I see right one is for money one is for free
1: technically yes okay technically yes i'm using more of it in a metaphorical sense but you know i see hollywood's crazy let me let me break it down like this i respect women that's what i do as a filmmaker Mm -hmm. i wouldn't have made this i wouldn't have made balls wild if i didn't respect women
0: well that's you can see it
1: as you can see in this film every female character is a feminist right i actually consulted with andrea dworkin Mm. who hates men. Just to make sure I gave a balanced picture. What you can't see in this boat race is that three-fourths of the racers are women. Wow. And the only reason are, are that... Are those
2: the ones that lose?
1: Yeah, the only, and the only reasons that they're losing is because they're a weaker gender.
0: I have a question about speedboats. Yeah. Um, speedboats run on electricity. Yeah, well, gas. So that generates electricity through fire. Isn't it bad to get them wet? Shouldn't the speedboats be on the land if they have electricity?
1: Shouldn't no, because the speedboat
0: races. But if they're electric, I because I once um, I was once burning some toast, and I poured a gallon of water into the toaster, and it didn't really help. And that's when I learned. That electricity and water aren't good. So that when, how are these boats is, is, electric?
2: Is that when your shoes caught fire?
0: Yes. I, um, the toaster spread to my shoes, which I keep in the kitchen cabinet.
1: Well, um, as an explanation, a toaster and a combustion engine are two very different devices. So while a toaster, like if you attach a toaster to the back of the boat and you hit on, the toaster would likely explode and the boat would not move unless you had an oar. Um, I demonstrated rowing. However, combustion engine um, is waterproof like a watch. Like, watches are made of combustion engines. That's why you can go into, like, you can swim and shower with them on and they don't break. So watches
0: run on gasoline.
1: Yeah. Uh-huh. That's pretty common. That's well known. And so... That's why watches weigh as much as ducks. Yeah. Well, because ducks also run on combustion
0: engines. So is that also why you don't have Elvis driving a toaster in this race?
1: Well... The reason I don't have Elvis riding a toaster, because in 1967, the term riding a toaster actually meant having sex with two women at once. Because with a toaster, you can put in two pieces of bread, and then you can turn it on, and both get done at the same time. So it it connotated sort of sexual prowess in which you can bring two women to orgasm at the same moment in time. And that's not something I wanted to imply. Elvis is a wholesome man.
0: Oh, yeah. You don't want that innuendo. No. Because, you know, people would giggle during this very serious scene. Right. They'd be like,
1: look at him. He's riding a toaster. Get it? Get it. And then everyone would laugh, and they'd miss the dramatic drama. Now this is the climax of the film. Right. I mean, the thing is, with with the toaster, with him riding a toaster, that would have put the Jeopardy in trouble. Yes. And I do not want to do that. I do not want to do that. Now, was Jeopardy the name of a boat? That was actually na- a name of... Um, we actually ran out of extras. And so we actually had to go to Miami Beach and find a hooker. And Jeopardy was the name of one. As well as Russian Roulette. Who... Now, is the hooker different from the whore? Um, yes. Um, because a hooker, which is a little known fact, actually have six toes. While a whore has a regular five is one of those toes prehensile? No. 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 No, it's just like it's just like like another toe.
0: Why is Elvis's helmet wet? He's in the water. But he's on top of the water.
1: Well, water sprays up. All of it? According to the laws of physics, yeah.
0: So eventually he he'll be underwater. If enough water sprays on it.
1: Yeah, like if he kept racing this boat for the next 3 million years, he would go underwater, both because the water would pile up on him, and because the water would erode his boat. But he would have to stop to eat. He would have to stop to eat and refill gas.
0: Mm, okay.
1: Because while he would have to keep boating for two million years, he can only actually boat for about three and a half hours.
0: See, but Bill Bixby looks kind of like he's underwater.
1: Well, that's an optical illusion. See, because it's like, since it's two-dimensional, it looks like the water level's above his head, but it's actually distance.
0: Uh, and as you to See, being- look, look, look. Distant, yeah. Uh, and as you said, the actors are not two dimensional.
1: Right, they're three. Okay. They're, they're round. Do you have any. Especially uh
0: Alicia. Any of the actors four dimensional? Um. Like the guy with the mustache.
1: He can travel through time.
0: To when that mustache is fashionable. Mm-hmm.
1: That was actually uh, a good
2: man
0: named Mark Twain. Ah. Ah, oh,
2: so it was a nice cameo for the original
0: author. Right. So Mark Twain was exactly. on. Exactly. Bar- so Mark Twain was on Barney Miller later. Yeah. And Mark Twain was in The Manchurian Candidate. Mm -hmm. Okay. I am learning so much about film.
2: Absolutely. And literature.
0: Yes. It all links together. And whores. That's not
1: why I did the commentary. I don't want this to be, I don't want it to be about hookers and whores. No, it's just a side benefit. Okay.
2: No, obviously, if if we... No, we we certainly don't intend that. If we wanted that that sort of discussion, we'd be doing a commentary about I Dream of Jeannie instead. God damn it, no. Instead of Elvis.
1: There's only two, two minutes and 25 seconds left in this film, and this is where I think things actually pick up.
0: Well, if the climax is hey, 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 then this is like the... This is uh, as good as an anti-climax as you is, can have.
1: If the climax is, hey, 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 this is when you uh, cuddle afterwards and ask what her name is. Ah. So is this
2: more of an epilogue? I would call it an epilogue. Now, many stories i followed conclude with an index. Is there an index in
1: There's any no of movies? There's no index. There's no index. Because I want an ambiguous ending.
0: Now, everyone's happy. Yeah. Does that mean the race is over?
1: Yes. They have a new champion. Now, who's that? Elvis.
2: Elvis won? Elvis won. Wow, I did not expect that. That's a good ending. Well,
1: because what happened in the original script was he lost, and then he went back to Vietnam and played Russian roulette. And we decided that that ending was a bit dark. So, we saved it for when we shot The Deer Hunter.
0: So, instead you have the classic scene of Elvis putting on a red jacket. Yeah. And the boat's no, no, no so longer in the water. No, you take it out after you're done. Is it an amphibious boat? Can he drive it on the freeway? Um, you can, but you get terrible gas mileage. Well, how did, did he drive it into the house? We actually, you,
1: you you pull it off out of the water onto land. And because you're out of the water, you can put a toaster on. You turn on the toaster, and the flames from the toaster push you forward. Like the Batmobile. Like the Batmobile. Again, an example of a toaster engine.
2: So now, are they drinking actual champagne there?
0: No, that's apple juice. Are they drinking actual... actual... This was a teetotaler? Yeah. Are they drinking actual apple juice? Yes.
1: This was actually shot during Prohibition. It wasn't released until about 30 years later, but it was shot during Prohibition. Ah. And when you say shoot, that means, um... You actually open the lens of the camera and allow light to change the chemical properties
2: of the film.
0: So no one was shot? No,
2: no one was actually shot.
0: Because a lot of these people are dead. No. Oh,
2: but so if, so if nobody was shot, did you have to be concerned about measles or tuberculosis or anything? Yes, because we, we were in Florida. There's a lot of mosquitoes.
1: So what we did was we only hired actors that had sickle cell anemia. Because that prevents you from getting malaria, which was the largest problem we were suffering from. Uh, and um, as a quatroon, I feel like that's completely, completely... A legitimate way of handling it. Now, is that a miniature? No, that's that's actually them driving, and we're just panning the camera. Panning is when you move it from right to left or from left to right.
0: So the car's not that small?
1: No. Or up, down. Or down, up. Right, but they're back at Graceland now, right? Yes, now they're back at Graceland. They just played, they just actually bowled. Went bowling. Had a bowling match. Okay. In Graceland. Yeah.
2: It's a music box. Yeah.
0: That's pretty cool. Well, he does sing. Uh, carries a theme. Can he sing to the ring? Oh, Tom Wilson, you take this ring right back to the store. And You're
2: saying you won't marry
1: me? Well, I'm saying that we can't afford it. I mean, this ring
2: would, would pay our rent for a year, plus groceries, plus... Then you're saying you will marry me? <laughs> yes,
1: of course I will. She wasn't going to in the original script. We're watching again because of how great it is. Now, they're kissing. Now, did she marry Elvis? In real life, no. Yes. In the film, yes. I actually wrote a fan fiction after this was over in which they had children.
0: <laughs> did the children have superpowers? No,
1: but I included then myself I'm not as one of the saying, children.
2: Right. So, so what makes a fan fiction different from a sequel?
1: Um, In that I write it and it doesn't leave my hard drive. I actually, uh, usually around 2 or 3 in the morning, I'll read it. Uh, depending on the folder the fanfiction is in I'll Masturbate. Um, this was not one of them. And then no one
0: sees it. That's wonderful. Yeah.
1: Now, like, my fanfiction for for Balls Wild, I have looked
2: at many a lonely line. So now, is there some significance to the sprinklers spraying in the background? Yeah, that's a representation of the orgasm. That's what I'm trying to tell you. Uh, his or hers?
1: That's who I am. Uh, oh. his. I'm Scott Hayward. Oh,
2: and uh, I'm Hortens Listen, would you please... She
1: actually improvised that name on the spot.
0: Hortense Finkledober. That's that's... That's,
2: that's... that's some pretty good comedy sensibility there.
0: Yeah. Expires on birthday. That's... I, that's... I, I, pretty good. <laughs>
2: pretty good. Uh, it looks like they used his, uh... His still like, shot for yeah, his, his red right. license photo. Yeah.
0: Well, you know, the DMV's back then were uh, were really they had really good photographers. You pay to pay a lot.
3: one my I one of our That's
1: actually a hearse going to a funeral.
0: So is the movie over? Yeah. Well, I was very impressed. nicely done. Thank very you. Nice.
1: We just watched Clambake.
0: And I'd like to thank uh uh, Arthur H. Nadel, Nadel. For, Nadel for teaching us so much about film. You're welcome. Uh, I feel like I've learned a million things that may or may not be true.
1: I'm Arthur H. Nadell, and this film really makes me realize new things
2: every time I watch it.
0: Well, this has been fun.
2: It has. And, and I, I feel I am, I am richer for the experience, and I know less about movies than ever before.